Welcome to the Haunted Worcester podcast, an ongoing chronicle of spooky stories, interesting people, eerie encounters, and haunted places in and around Worcester County. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Haunted Worcester podcast. I am your host, Jess Curtin, and this time around we have Worcester artist Scott Holloway. Hello. It's good to see you. <laughs> good to see you. Thank you so much for agreeing to be our first artist in what we are hoping is going to turn into a, a dark art series. Very cool. You're a very brave man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is totally going to be fun. Um, well, I, I have, you know, you and I have known each other for a number of years and you know I love your art. But for those who may not yet be familiar with you and who you are, can you give us a little bit of a background? Sure. Uh, I went to school to college for art in uh, Beverly, Massachusetts, uh, Montserrat College of Art for a couple of years, never finished. Got the, got the student loans to prove it. Ah. Uh, yeah, I've just always, I've always been studying anatomy. Uh, used to, um, my, my stuff is very anatomically based, very semi-religious looking as well, because I use a lot of gold leaf. Um, it, it originally started when I was, um, painting portraits actually i started studying um surface anatomy so now, is this in school or is this sort of before um actually i did some i, I did some of my, my my anatomical stuff in school there was a project i don't even remember the name of the project but i was I was doing a series of bowel paintings. <laughs> wait, wait. Did you just say a series of bowel paintings? Yeah, like was, as B? Yeah, there was oh, there was <laughs> there was different ones. There was a stomach, there was a couple brain paintings. That's so cool. I don't even remember what the theories the the, the, the class was. I don't even remember. But I've always I've always been interested in anatomy and medical things. I I remember as a kid I used to watch we used there used to be a special on like ABC special or something called the Body Human, and they would they would always talk about. Remember that? Yes, yes, I do. The body Human. Yes, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I used to watch that with my mom all the time. Oh, that's a blast! I was from like the when TV they were past. Like, they were like just first time ever transplanting a heart, and it was like such a big deal back then, and everything. It was fascinating. I loved I loved it all. It was pretty cool. So, do you feel like that kind of had an influence on you as an artist, kind of so. heading into? I think so. I think it kind of like. Built my aesthetic a little bit, Neat. but yeah, I was I, I I started trying to do some portraits to make some money that way, and I wanted to, of course, I wanted I'm I'm a realist painter, so I wanted to do as realist as real an image as I can, so I was studying surface anatomy so I could paint a better hand, or like structural anatomy so like you know like you know where the cheekbone and the eye socket is oh, yeah, so you yeah. Could, you know, you could understand the structure of the face so you could realize it better. So that's why I started doing that. Uh, started, I started doing drawings out of uh, anatomy books, just copying images. And I'd make them look like old Da Vinci pages and stuff. Oh, that's <laughs> Like they were torn cool. out of an old anatomy book from 500 years ago. I stained them with coffee and have backwards writing and weird stamps and some of those. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Did you ever see any of my drawing series? I don't know if I ever have. I've seen, you know, your gold leaf. I'm super familiar with, with those mm. pieces. And 
I'm not saying I stalk your stuff online, but I stalk you online. Um, <laughs> I posted a couple recently on my uh, my Instagram account. Oh, cool! I'll have to go back yeah. and and check those out. That's great. Are you are we following each other on Instagram? I'm following you on your podcast. I know that. Oh, fabulous! Yeah, I think we're on, but I never understand how algorithms happen and. You know, yeah. you like one picture of a dachshund and all of a sudden, right. like, <laughs> no more ghosts or now I have dachshunds and ghost yeah, costumes, yeah, yeah. you know, it's always a good time. So when you, ultimately, when you left school, was your sort of goal to become a full-time artist? Like, uh, is that a silly well, question? The, the, <laughs> the dream is always there, but yeah. the reality is not. <laughs> Did you come to Worcester right after... Beverly or let me think I I had to end up move I had to move back in my parents house for a short stint and then and then yeah after that I had the opportunity to live with my girlfriend at the time in Worcester so yeah, that's when we moved in Worcester. 1998 oh okay cool yeah cool cool and have you you've been in Worcester ever since yep. yeah in the same apartment ever since. Nice. <laughs> oh, very cool. Now, what, what, how would you characterize sort of your art right now? I know you've done some portraits. Actually, I went, you had talked to me about your Ben Franklin oh, portrait, yeah. and then I ended up teaching in Franklin for a couple oh, really? of days at their municipal their, building. Yeah, the municipal building. And I was like, I know the guy who painted oh. that. It was kind of neat. I haven't seen it in real life for so long. It, I always thought it looked so much better in real life than my. The images I have of it. <laughs> oh, those are great. Well, it's funny because I'm used to seeing like some of your skulls and I'm used to seeing, you know, sort of your clada image, uh, the anatomically correct clada image. So then to see Ben Franklin, I was like, I can't see his bones or his muscles. Wait. <laughs> He's not flayed. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, I've seen you do portraits, but I'm also, what's, what else are you, or so I guess, how did you morph from the anatomical? drawings that you had been doing in, in portraits where are you now like what's your well i'll do a portrait if somebody hires me gotcha <laughs> cool which is important it's important yeah. to know so if anybody is looking for an amazing portrait artist this is your guy yeah i've done i've done a, i've done portraits for um worcester state i've done portraits for uh i did three for tufts university they hang them in the, their main office somewhere in the back room okay <laughs> cool just drove by up there. Oh, nice. Well, and I know that you did a commission. This is back in the days of KJ Barron's because oh, I yeah. had uh -huh. a, I have a skull, a Memento Mori uh, picture that you had done with candy corn and oh. a pentagram underneath. Do you have um, the original? I don't know if I have the original. It's hanging downstairs. We can go take a look. Oh, no. I think I have a print. I think I, I, a, think I have a, like a canvas textured print. I think that's what I have, yeah, yes, yeah. in the basement, and I love it. And I know that uh, my cousin saw it and said, I need something like that, only instead of candy corn, I think she got cross beer bottles from you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's, that was your cousin? That was my cousin, yes. I yes. So the Memento Mori, can you, for those who don't know what that is, what is Memento Mori, and how did you get there? Memento means remember, memory. Mori means so it's basically saying, remember, remember death. Remember, you will die. Um, back, back in like colonial days, uh, it was more like a a tool to 
great cause fear in the people so they would stay in stay in the straight and narrow and not sin and all that stuff and uh, the cautionary but the cautionary art tale yeah but now it's like yolo <laughs> <laughs> do you know what's really funny we our very first podcast was with a woman who runs Twister's death cafe mm. and that's sort of the the premise behind it it's no longer a let's get together and talk about death so mm. that you do everything right. It's let's get together and talk about death so you live your life yeah, live to the fullest. fullest. Yeah, which is so neat. And I think the Memento Mori has become incredibly popular. And I'm, I think there's certainly people who are looking for that aesthetic. I'm not saying I know any of those people <laughs> as I look <laughs> around our house. <laughs> And actually, there is a Scott Holloway uh, memento yeah. mori yeah, right that. up on the wall. Um, but I think that more and more people are looking to that for that reason. It's kind of like it's the reminder. Plus, it's beautiful. And and your work is absolutely beautiful. Like, Thank you. What do you remember back to sort of your first piece where you decided to go from anatomy to, you know what, I want to make this beautiful for that reason. Sort of where did that crossover happen? Or did it happen? What do you mean? In terms of like going from like your drawing anatomy and copying the anatomical pictures to making it like, I'm going to make this glorious and it's going to have gold leaf. Mm -hmm. And I think that was like pretty much one of my first images, actually. I, um, it's pretty funny. I, um, I used to work at that overnight place. I don't know if I can name it. Bleeping Game Out or something. We could do that. If, yeah, yeah. Sure Devro Foundation. I was working their third shift. Oh yeah, yeah. And I—that's when I started making my my images. And the the first painting I did was was like a hand pointing down, and it was it was like it was like like the clutter. It had it had skin up to there, and then this was all flayed, and then there was more skin. And it was from a, um, it was from an anatomy book that I think it was just a plate hand. And I, I painted it up and I gold leafed it and it was all like third shift. So these, these kids were all asleep except like every once in a while one kid would go to the bathroom or something. And he saw the painting. <laughs> he oh, started wow. wetting his bed and having nightmares. <laughs> oh no! Oh, so, you know, people say artists are looking for a reaction to their art, so well done you. <laughs> He's like, you did that hand. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I've always been interested in, like, making it kind of, uh, like, the idea of holy relics mm-hmm. always fascinated me. And that's kind of like the, so my, my, my stuff is anatomical slash religious slash holy relics i originally called the series hope my holy relic series in the beginning but now i'm i i kind of call myself like a surreal icon painter because i'm still doing icons but i'm i'm throwing symbols in there and kind of creating a message now whenever i can oh that's usually a message i'm usually throwing a theme for, for a show that i'm in so i have to work with the theme gotcha so to work that in there somehow. Oh, that's very cool. No, you and I had talked. Actually, the, the pin mm-hmm. is the same skull and crossbone as the painting you have. Oh, yes. The, it was called Life, Death, Candy Corns. I love it, <laughs> which is one of my absolute favorites. Because on the side, there was, a, there was a life and a death, I 
you got what the two objects one in the coffin oh yes and you know we'll post if it's cool with you we'll (laughs) post pictures of that you know with with this so folks will be able to see it and we'll absolutely put links to you know all of your things in our in our show notes we've we've been able to do that um we had started talking before we even recorded tonight but the idea of like dark art Mm. um I think there are people out there who anytime they see a skull or anytime they see something that's a little more on the macabre Mm. side of the art house are inclined to call it dark art. Mm. Would would you consider yourself a dark art? Or I guess, would you tell us what dark art means to you? And do you kind of consider yourself in that wheelhouse? I think I do. I'm a, I'm a, a lot of artists fall into the, the big category of dark art, but we're all kind of like different subsets. Like, you know, like I'm painting surreal icons. Another person's doing more palette knifey stuff portraits. And, you know, some other people are doing monsters. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> but, um, let me think that I have this couple here. It, it, dark art is kind of defined as basically... Painting the human condition, basically. Um, I had a couple. I actually, I posted a, I had a post and I said, in a few sentences, what is dark art to you? In the, in the my dark art group that I'm in. And I, I got two of them that I thought were really good. I got one, the expression of pain and fear that is the human experience, which I thought was a really good one. Yeah, that's kind of neat. And... It's a way of exercising trauma and deep-rooted pain. So it, people are pretty much like painting out the pain and all that stuff. And, and a, a lot of people have made observations, like a lot of the dark artists, artists are actually like really cool people because they're not like yeah. so tortured and like so full of like anguish and angst and all this stuff because they're painting it. They paint, they're painting it out. <laughs> see that and that's fantastic that's you know they always say don't repress it and yeah. you know and and all sorts of of creative therapies and art therapies have come up mm-hmm. but yeah i mean i'm thinking of some of the you know some of the folks in the worcester art scene that you and i share you know who are i think other people would also consider them dark artists and i'm like they are some of the nicest chillest mm-hmm. people yeah, yeah they're really everybody's and I think, so chill <laughs> yeah i think you're right i think there's that there's is that element it's, of it is like a therapy Oh, that's awesome. So when you are partaking in dark art therapy, <laughs> what is your, what's your studio space look like? Uh, it's not much to look at. <laughs> <laughs> Usually the busier I get, the messier it is. Gotcha. I can see that. Um, it's, I try not to have any flat surfaces because they collect things. <laughs> uh, oh, smart. Again, I'm looking so around our house here. <laughs> I, I, I paint standing up. But uh, I do have a chair in the studio, and it's just filled with, it's like a foot high of just things. <laughs> gotcha. But yeah, um, yeah, just pretty much, I don't really have much around, but my skull collection, basically. <laughs> oh, not, you have a skull collection? Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a few cool ones. <laughs> Neat. Now, do you collect certain things or when you paint do you have music on to kind of get into the mood or how does that happen for you i haven't listened to music in forever really yeah i listen to podcasts oh nice i i i always think of it as like 
would you rather be entertained or would you rather learn? And I'm, I would rather learn. Like, show me, give me a podcast. <laughs> oh, excellent, excellent. Granted, I my my mixtape of Elvis has died because my tape player is dead now. <laughs> <laughs> I would still be listening to that, but <laughs> I was gonna say you can have my tape of Elvis, and we're so <clears throat> dating each other, you know, dating ourselves right now with the tape. Someday somebody's gonna listen to this and be like, "What's a tape?" Yeah, right. Even more frightening. Somebody might actually say, "Who's Elvis?" Right. Oh. <laughs> I know, right? It's, oh, it's I, frightening. My cassette player and my VCR died in the same month. <laughs> and that indeed and was a dark, dark day. Yard them? sales. <laughs> Yard sales, I'm telling you. We Cleaned have one of my tapes. No. <laughs> <Terrible>. <laughs> now, what, there is some, I know that there is, well, not someone, but there is, well, there is a someone who is always around you when you are painting in your apartment. Oh, <laughs> And the parasite. Yeah, is that what you're calling him? <laughs> no, the no. parasite. No, that's he's a... just so needy. Um, Fang. Yep, you'll Can hear you him barking tell... on my podcast? I and I have heard him barking on your podcast. That's amazing. And when you and I met, of course, we had Mr. Pavlo, and I had yes. a number of students who used to follow Pavlo on your home cam. Um, Fang, just give us a quick. Was Fang like chill while you're painting, or? Uh, he's in that. He's a after he chihuahua, gives up right? on me, he's chill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's really, really needy. He, I rescued him. He was. I heard he was locked in a room with a cat for for days on end. Just neglected. So he has he has that. So he's always he's always super needy. But is he supportive of the arts? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't help at all. <laughs> <laughs> not even like packing things up to ship out i mean this is this is dog food on the line here fang um where where are you and fang when he is feeling helpful where are you sending your work you know i know that there's a couple of galleries i know there's galleries all over the world because you are an international um artist where are you typically selling sending showing and all that good stuff the majority of it is la um, oh, cool. Long Beach, uh, San Francisco. Uh, I just got invited in a New York show. I don't think I can do it in time. Uh, typically, West Coast. I find, I find it a lot harder to make sales in New England. People are much more conservative out here. Really? Yeah, there's like, there's like, I don't even know of any dark art galleries in New England. <laughs> there used to be one in Boston. And it's no longer there. Yeah, it's gone. I think it lasted two years or something. Really? Yeah. There might be something in Salem. Actually, now, uh, the Satanic Temple in Salem opened a gallery. I haven't seen what Did they're they showing really? yet. Yeah, I want to. I want to get in. Oh, that would be cool. All right. Mental I want to have a dark art. I want to curate a dark art show there and get all my my friends. That'd be cool. That would be neat. Now, you had mentioned that you are in a group. Is that sort of online where you're connecting with other dark artists? Do you ever see the the rest of the crew here in Worcester? I don't know how many dark artists we have. I think we're. Uh, the my online presence is is separate from my my artist friends here. I don't really have communication with many people here as much as I used to. Gotcha. 
but yeah, the, our, the community group is is very supportive. We're always we're always talking shop and advice and what's on your easel today every Friday night or something. Oh, nice. See, nicest people ever, mm. right? So go dark artists. That's very cool. Um, I, oh, I, I meant to ask this as sort of part of the like, where are you selling? Where are you sending? What's been your sort of most satisfying sale? Like, did you ever have a, a piece that you finished and you're like, I hope this goes to someone who's going to love it. I suppose every artist feels that way about all their pieces. But do you have one sale where you're like, yes, I did that? That's funny because um, every time you think something's like, oh, this is going to sell, <laughs> rarely does. <laughs> and, well, there's horrible I, irony for you, I right? Do have, I do have two things that happened to me that I'm pretty pretty psyched about, pretty, some good bragging rights about, I guess. Uh, one is I sold a piece to Johnny Depp. Really? Yeah. And actually, it was a piece that I was not very proud of. <laughs> Does he know that? No, you didn't tell him that, right? I got like a text message at like 4 a.m. Like, your painting just sold to Johnny Depp. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. Please tell like, me you woke, like you danced around the apartment at that point in time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, neat. <laughs> yeah, that was great. And uh, the second one is same gallery, La Luz de Jesus Gallery in L.A. Oh, neat. Uh, they had an auction uh, around the time tax, tax, I think they called it like um, tax refund sale or something like that. <laughs> what a brilliant idea. And That's kind of awesome. I had a piece for sale. I don't remember what the piece was, but... It was a piece that was I had already sold to somebody, and they were selling it in the auction. So technically, I'm getting no money off of it. Like the owner of the piece is getting fifty percent, and then the gallery is getting fifty percent. Mm -hmm. But that piece sold to another person that bought two other pieces, a Salvador Dali and a John Miro. So I'm like, I'm in a collection with Salvador Dali and Miro now. Like oh my something. god that's cool that was really cool <laughs> um I, I can't even think of another adjective yeah. like because that is beyond cool yeah. um congratulations on both of those because that's awesome yeah the bragging rights there <laughs> oh i bragging rights put on a t-shirt <laughs> like as a matter of fact i am hanging with that's funny uh i had reposted you know how memories pop up and your Facebook. Oh yes. So I reposted the painting that sold to Johnny Depp, and Charlene uh, Arsenal that does the news. Oh sure. News page. Oh, she does one of the patch pages, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. She picked up the story and reported it like it just happened. I'm like, oh, no, that happened a couple of years ago. Oh I'm gotcha. Just reposting, <laughs> and everybody's like, oh my god, you just sold to Johnny Depp. I'm like, uh, I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> I know. You know what? Memories, and that kind of strikes everybody. There's always somebody who posts, I forget, somebody just did it too. They're like, oh, so-and-so died, and somebody had to write underneath. Yeah, that was 2016. Mm, yeah. It was like, oh, my bad. Didn't read all oh, of it. Yeah. So I, I noticed a lot of people post articles that were like three years old. Yes. Like, you want to look at the date on that article. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is exciting. So clearly there are people who are collecting your work. Who are you collecting? Like, who are your 
like artists that you if you could fill your house with their work who are they oh if i if i could <laughs> <laughs> right now i've i've only done trades with a couple of artists and uh one of them was edith lebeau she's from canada hmm. she does really great figurative work and i traded with her a painting and she painted pablo in in the painting and it's a it was called the bringer of night is what it was called and it was a lady holding pablo oh <laughs> i should show you i'll send you the picture of it i don't have it on me but it was really great and she has like kind of like black surrounding her like starting to come out of her she, so she's but she, she's like night and pablo had the little sun symbol on his chest <laughs> so he was daylight and she was nighttime oh that's fantastic <laughs> The Pablo. He yeah, was, was so really cool. Good. I could tell like, just by looking at the painting, I know exactly what photograph she used. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, neat. Yeah. I think it was like, I mean, Pablo was um, was wanting to get out of the tub. Oh. <laughs> he was like looking at me like, bring me out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, tell that's... by his face expression. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I, I met Pablo several times. Actually, Pablo stayed at my house one weekend. So I, oh, that, yeah, right. that wee face, actually, and I'm, I'm looking at my couch right now because I remember like just <laughs> snuggling on the couch with him. He was so cool. Yeah. Um, but if I could collect, oh, my God. Um, I do have one painting by this art, artist. His name is Dos Diablos from Mexico. He's freaking amazing. Can I swear? Sure. Because it warrants swearing. Yeah, we're adults. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I already did once. I already threw the f bomb once at least. But he's he's amazing. He he does like these mutated monster faces, and but they're like painted like a Rembrandt. <laughs> like, really? It's really great. Really great. He he's just come on the scene and he's just on fire. Like he just like he's like we're just seeing his work. Bam! He's got a solo show. <laughs> oh wow <laughs> yeah he does really well uh another artist is chris mars you ever hear of chris mars he actually was a in the band replacements oh you know, the replacements i think he was a bass player i don't know but he's a painter and he's freaking phenomenal uh, oh that's he awesome amazing i think he um he has a brother Get what his problem is. I think he's schizophrenic, maybe. He has hallucinations, and he paints his. I think he. I think that's the story. He paints his brother's hallucinations and stuff. Oh wow! And they're really haunting and crazy and amazing at the same time. Really we'll have great. to put all. We'll have to find them and we'll put links to all of them yeah. in in the show notes. But we're we're gonna link to you right at the top of the list, just so you know where. Yeah, <laughs> just to drop a couple more names, Chet Zar. Popular, very popular artist. He's he's the other podcast, uh, oh, Dark Art Society podcast. Oh, cool. Uh, Carrie Ann Bada is really really cool. She's really great down in Florida, and of course I got to say my co-host Jessica Turner. Yes. Oh, very cool. <laughs> and she's amazing. she's I haven't seen much of her work, but I'm I'm looking at the Painting Loft podcast um, postcard that you brought and. Mm. It is dark and lovely yeah. and sort of, it looks like very surreal because I'm looking at the castle that's sort of growing out of this woman and that's stunning. Yeah, she does like a whole series with the castle clothing and hair and headpieces and stuff. It's really cool. Oh, see, that's right up my alley. Yeah. I would love that. Well, she's surrounded by castles right now. She's, she's like visiting castles all weekend because she's in Austria. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, neat. Yeah. So, and this is your, so actually this is a great segue into the podcast. So the Painting Loft podcast, how long have you been doing that? How, how did this come about? We started in March two years ago. So 2000, what? You're like a podcast 18, veteran. 18, I don't know. We're babies. 17. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're on episode 114. Just, just went live. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. That's some serious podcast commitment. Yeah, we, we do it every week. Um, we did miss a couple of weeks when, when Jessica, she's originally from Michigan. She, she came home and visited for like a month. So we, we're behind on episodes. We started at the exact same time as the Dark Art Society podcast. Oh. And they're like, they're like five episodes ahead of us. I'm like, gotcha. always trying to catch up. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> are you racing the Dark Art Society? <laughs> That's fantastic. How, what is it that you two discuss on the Painting Loft podcast? We discuss a lot of things. Um, a lot of artists get ripped off. Like mm. people are always saying that they painted a painting when they didn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. they're, they're stealing work from other people. Uh, that happens all the time. Uh, a lot of problems are with like t-shirt companies you know you print your image on shit and all those are rampant for art theft but yeah other people are just like pretending they're artists and all that stuff and gotta be corrected one of one of my friends Lumia Stubid she's from Sweden she had one of her paintings ripped off and painted on like the seven story building like the whole side of the building (laughs) And this guy just ripped off one of her paintings and painted and claimed it was his. (laughs) It was amazing. Oh my God, that's insane. She ended up, I I don't know, she never admitted what happened. She got paid off. That's all she said. (laughs) Ah, So you two, you and Jessica discuss like art crimes. Yeah, art crimes, art scandals, uh, just some of the shows were upcoming, art news, um, art discoveries, my last episode, we we talked briefly. Last episode, we'll talk about it. They just auctioned off the gun that shot Van Gogh. <laughs> really? They believe it's the gun, but there's actually a second gun in the Van Gogh Museum as well. <laughs> uh, interesting. Yeah, we talk about auctions, art sales, anything art really. Oh, a lot that's of a neat. lot of Renaissance stuff because we both love that. We're almost talking about Da Vinci or Van Gogh almost every other episode, pretty much. Gotcha. I got, I got like three up. Epi- I got three articles on on, on deck right now. <laughs> Excellent. So, do you share an article each time? Pretty much, I share two or three articles, which needs oh, a lot of editing for my knee. <laughs> <It's> so painstaking <laughs> work. <laughs> gotcha. Now, how do people find the podcast? Do they can they head to iTunes and yes. look up the Painting Loft podcast? I believe it's on almost all the platforms. I'm trying to get it on YouTube. Have you guys thought oh. about YouTube yet? We have not. I heard it's good for the hearing impaired. Oh. So I kind of want to do that. Yeah. Oh, just that's have neat. like a, just a maybe a slideshow or just one image, whatever. But I think people, somebody told me that putting a podcast on YouTube helps. Would like the, I think YouTube has that when they can. Oh, where they can close caption. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. That's what I heard at least. I don't know how to do it yet. 
Now, that's a familiar phrase around these parts, too. Like, we'll, John and I will talk about, we should try this on the podcast. And then we kind of smile and go, yeah, we don't want to do that yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you need any help, I, I might be able to help. I don't know. Excellent. No, that's great. Thank you. I was going to say, you, you're a veteran at this. We are, we're podcast babies. I'm so excited that you are. You are really far ahead. There's no way I'm catching up to you. Uh-huh. So I am way more than five episodes yeah, we need behind to do, you. Like, bullet episodes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. Well, Won't that's... be the Yamaha hours, but it'll be the same number. <laughs> so people can find your podcast. Where else can they? Where else can they find you and your art? Like, how are you all over social media? How can they find you? Yeah, I'm on. Geez, I'm on everything. Uh, Instagram. I am. Scott under slash Holloway under slash art. Uh, I recently had to create my Instagram over again because it got hijacked. Oh, no. Oh, my God, yeah. Three times I tried to get them to get my my podcast back. Three times I didn't do shit. <laughs> gotcha. Well, that's a, that's a bummer. I yeah. know, and when social media goes wonky, it's so hard. Yep. To get it corrected. Yeah. So it's Scott. Do that one more time. Scott under slash Holloway oh. under slash art. Excellent. And I'm, I'm on Facebook. I'm on uh, Snapchat. I'm on Twitter. But I only I only tweet from my Instagram. Oh, okay. I, I never go to Twitter. I, don't, I have no idea how to use it. I can't. I can't I can only, my brain can only handle so many platforms. Gotcha. <laughs> well, and if you have it connected, but it I can almost remote, takes care of it. I can it, remote yeah. post. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I wish more people post, did their remote posting. That would be better. Gotcha. Well, I, I was listening to the podcast where you and Jessica were talking about some of the, like, being able to schedule. So I think it's neat that not only are you talking about, like, art crime, you're talking art articles. But there is an element of how to, and in listening to you and Jessica problem solve some of the tech stuff, oh, kind of made Instagram. me like, oh, right, I should probably look into doing that. <sighs> so people are also learning not just about art, but about tech stuff from you and Jessica. So go Painting Lot Podcast. Yeah, we have a friend. His name is Josh Geyser. He's really great. And um, he, he um, he's like surrounded by techie people. He's down there. Um, what's it called in California where all the tech stuff happens? Is that Silicon? Yeah. Silicon yeah. Valley? Silicon Am Valley. I thinking of the right? He's surrounded by people that work at Facebook and Instagram and stuff. So he, he, he like knows how to do the algorithm. He, he has a, he has a, um, he has a dark art Instagram account called Creep Machine. Ooh. And it's, it's huge. He gets, if he posts a picture, he'll have like easily 7,000 likes on he knows how to work the algorithm so he's been he's been trying to teach us <laughs> oh fantastic he actually there is a there is one interview with him on the dark art society podcast where he explains a lot of stuff it's really interesting very very helpful to listen to oh neat i'll definitely give that a listen yeah. and for every anybody else who's obviously interested <clears throat> you know the dark art society has a podcast and i know they're on facebook as well yeah. is that a closed group or can people hop on uh, they have a closed group that you have to pay Patreon. I'm on Patreon, too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, excellent. Now, how do people find, if they want to help support you, which absolutely everybody should, how do they find you, say, on Patreon? Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash Scott Holloway, or you could just easily go to paintingloft.com. Oh, so you have your own website. There's links. There's a link to my podcast. There's a link to the 
Big fan, I believe. Okay. I need to check that out. <laughs> Get on that and by the time we post this, would you? There is a donate button as well. If you and there's a Amazon. Have you ever done that? No. Where I it took me forever to set up, and it's not doing anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm affiliated with Amazon. Whoa, that was weird. Did you hear that little techno, that techno blip, and then Scott go all sort of echoey and God Almighty? We didn't hear that until today. We wrapped up the podcast episode last night, and Scott left our studio. And during the playback today, we realized that there was a, a blip and there was a, a large echo that lasted to the end of the podcast. So this is Jess, and I came back on to finish recording and just to make sure that you had Scott's direction because he is such a talented artist and you can find his work at Scott underscore Holloway underscore art, but probably the best way to find out what he's up to and all the projects that he is involved in is to go to his website, paintingloft.com. We'll be posting some of the pictures of Scott's work on our Facebook page. Um, and you can find us on Facebook at Haunted Worcester. You can also find some of Scott's work when we post it on our Instagram, and we are at Haunted Worcester. You can also find us on Twitter, and you can find us on our own website, hauntedwister.com. That's where you can find not just the podcast episodes, but you can find the stories, you can find some photos. And if you happen to like this particular podcast or any of the other episodes we've released, we would appreciate it greatly if you would head on over to iTunes and just drop us a review and let us know what you think and that you've been listening. If you or anybody you know has a scary story, or if you know of somebody who would make an amazing podcast guest, please reach out to us and let us know. And again, you can reach us via Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or email us at info at hauntedwister.com. Thanks so much for listening. Is it all right on the radio tonight? I was just, just, just shaking and you think I'm all right. Driving down to the shore on a whim just to make things right. Shut out the lights, kid, shut out the lights. Shut out the lights, kid, shut out the lights. I was b b breaking.